what is happening now in the United States is the next stage after the uh, change of government with the Wicked Witch of the West, as the Republicans call Nancy Pelosi, now out of Washington's control, the position as Speaker of the House, uh, she basically is just another congressperson from San Francisco. It now becomes a very different situation with other issues that were never properly investigated by the Democrat majority over the last two years, even over the last four years or six years, when the Democrats attained some form of control within the House of Representatives. The problem was that before Joe Biden ran for public office, most of these issues were known about Hunter Biden. In fact, his ex-wife wrote a book and discussed just how bad his situation was whether it was on drugs or other topics. The issue of Hunter Biden's problems is not something new. Hunter's ex-wife broke her silence and spoke to ABC News not too long ago about the 24-year marriage she had to the president's son. And in the book, She basically discussed and revealed all tax issues, strange consultancies, drug abuse. And all of this, as Biden's son, Hunter, was involved in transactions with shady business dealings in China, in Russia, in Ukraine. Let's listen in to the former Mrs. Biden. She was married to Hunter Biden for 24 years. And this morning, for the first time, Kathleen Buell is opening up in an ABC News exclusive about her new memoir, If We Break. The process of writing the book was incredibly cathartic. I came to own some of the decisions and choices I made, which was hard. Now divorced from the president's son for five years, Buell detailing everything from watching her husband struggle with drug and alcohol addiction. At what point in your marriage did you realize that Hunter had a drinking problem? With addiction especially, there's so much shame surrounding it that it becomes something that we don't talk about. We've seen images of Hunter, the ones that were on his laptop looking disheveled. Was that the husband you knew in moments at times? Not at all. He was struggling under a massive drug addiction. And that's heartbreaking and painful. And that wasn't who I was married to. To her decision to let him control their finances. You say you weren't really involved in the finances at all. This was one of the harder parts for me to write and to acknowledge. It's embarrassing to say that I ceded all financial control to my husband. Do you know why you did that? I liked the nice things. And I didn't want to think about the cost at which they were coming. Writing this book really helped me to understand how unfair that was to Hunter and how unhealthy that was for me. It was in 2003 when Hunter returned from rehab the first time. And he tells you something about 
the tax situation. What did he tell you? That we owed money in taxes, but that he had set up a payment plan and he wasn't worried. In the last several years, Hunter Biden's finances have come under intense public scrutiny. Biden announced in December 2020 that federal investigators had been probing his tax affairs and foreign business dealings. Sources telling ABC News part of the investigation includes Hunter Biden's work with a natural gas firm based in Ukraine called Burisma, where he served on the board from 2014 to 2019. The investigation is ongoing. Biden has not been charged with a crime. I sat down with Hunter back in 2019. I asked him specifically whether or not he would have been asked to be on that Burisma board if his last name hadn't been Biden. He said to me, I don't know, probably not. I don't think there's a lot of things that would have happened in my life if my last name wasn't Biden. Would you agree with that? Not entirely. Trying to get someone to parse out what parts of their life, you know, came from their parents is, in my mind, not a a healthy exercise. So I think he has always acknowledged the benefit and advantage of coming from a prominent family. Did he deliberately curry favor or seek profit based on who his father was? That's the question people ask. In your experience as his wife, did you see that? I saw someone who loved his father, respected his parents, and was proud to be their son. What is happening now in the United States is the next stage after the uh, change of government with the Wicked Witch of the West, as the Republicans call Nancy Pelosi, now out of Washington's control, the position as Speaker of the House. Uh, she basically is just another congressperson from San Francisco. It now becomes a very different situation with other issues that were never properly investigated by the Democrat majority over the last two years, even over the last four years or six years, when the Democrats attained some form of control within the House of Representatives. The problem was that before Joe Biden ran for public office, most of these issues were known about Hunter Biden. In fact, his ex-wife wrote a book and discussed just how bad his situation was, whether it was on drugs or other topics. The issue of Hunter Biden's problems is not something new. Hunter's ex-wife broke her silence and spoke to ABC News not too long ago about the 24-year marriage she had to the president's son. And in the book, she basically discussed and revealed all tax issues, strange consultancies, drug abuse. And all of this, as Biden's son, Hunter, was involved in transactions with shady business dealings in China, in Russia, in Ukraine. Let's listen in to the former Mrs. Biden.
All right, well, I want to thank everyone for coming out today. You know, today, we're going to provide you with something that you all aren't used to uh, with respect to congressional investigations, and that's evidence. Committee Republicans have spoken with multiple whistleblowers from numerous schemes involving the Biden family, reviewed Hunter Biden's laptop, and received documents of previously unknown transactions. What we found business plans aimed at targets around the world based on influence posts, including with people closely tied to foreign governments like China and Russia. We also found plans based in the United States where the Biden family swindled investors of hundreds of thousands of dollars, all with Joe Biden's participation and knowledge. In 2019, shortly after announcing his campaign for president, Joe Biden told the American people he had nothing to do with and never had conversations with his family about their business dealings. That was a lie. Whistleblowers described President Biden as chairman of the board for these businesses. He personally participated in meetings and phone calls. Documents show that he was a partner with access to an office. To be clear, Joe Biden is the big guy. This evidence raises troubling questions about whether President Biden is a national security risk and about whether he is compromised by foreign governments. Despite the president's claim that he wasn't involved in Biden family business schemes, these photos show Joe Biden meeting with his family associates while vice president. Committee Republicans have identified over 50 countries the Biden family sought businesses in. On the international side of the Biden family business, the deals were often led by Hunter Biden. And that map there behind the play shows all the countries where the Bidens had a footprint in international business deals. The investigation reveals a family that engaged with some of America's most powerful adversaries, planning to sell one of the largest sources of cobalt for electric vehicles in the world to the Chinese, for example. The Bidens flourished and became millionaires by simply offering access to the family. Among the dozens of shell companies the Bidens set up, there were millions of dollars of wire transfers, flights on Air Force Two to conduct personal business, and meetings with heads of state, all while Joe Biden was aware of what was happening. All the while, he turned a blind eye. Many transactions related to these businesses have raised red flags at U.S. banks. A Suspicious Activity Report, or SAR, is a document a bank must file with the Treasury Department when a transaction is suspected to be related to money laundering or fraud or other types of criminal activity. According to media reports, the Biden family accumulated over 150 SARs. One SAR generated by an American bank to the Treasury Department connects Hunter Biden and his business associates to international human trafficking, among other illegal activities. The money that was being made from foreign principals in the same room as Joe Biden was increasingly spent on furthering illegal activity. The SAR showed that Hunter Biden was conducting business with suspected human traffickers. The money gained through influence peddling was, function, was funneled to a suspected criminal enterprise Again, one linked to human trafficking. We have repeatedly called on the Biden Treasury Department to release additional financial documents to committee Republicans, but thus far Treasury has refused. We want to know what the Biden administration is trying to hide from the American people and why they are not being transparent. 
We also found evidence Hunter Biden sought to evade these SARS using his financial advisor, coincidentally a Clinton administration official. We will continue to pursue all evidence, and specifically the SARS and bank records in the new Congress. As part of our investigation, we have evidence that the finances, credit cards, and bank accounts of Hunter and Joe Biden were commingled, if not shared. And on some accounts, at least, red flags were raised by banks to the account owner or owners indicating suspicious or illegal activity. One of Hunter's closest associates, Eric Sherwin, was accessing Joe Biden's money and writing checks to reimburse Hunter. Sherwin arranged the Biden's international deals around the world. At the same time, he was a frequent visitor to the White House and Joe Biden during the Obama administration, visiting close to 30 times and sometimes with international business partners and Hunter, according to Hunter's calendar. Sherwin was also the president of Hunter's company and was appointed by President Obama to a position in the administration. After an apparent falling out with Sherwin, Hunter began coordinating business himself and increasingly the deals brought in Joe Biden as a direct equity holder. One of these deals involves the sale of American natural gas to China. Evidence suggests Joe Biden had a 10% equity stake through his son. And behind Glenn and Andrew is a map from Hunter's laptop. This was a PowerPoint presentation on his laptop in Chinese that uh, they used in working with the Chinese. Now, let's think about this for a second. At a time when Americans are suffering from high energy prices because of this administration's terrible energy policy, we find evidence that Hunter Biden and Joe Biden were involved in a scheme to try to get China to buy liquefied natural gas and from a whistleblower to try to get their foot in the door with, start, with China starting to purchase an interest in natural gas drillers. The people are, are in outrage over China buying farmland in the Dakotas. What about China starting to buy into our American energy industry at a time when we have an energy crisis because of the bad policies of the Biden administration? Now let that sink in. Hunter brought in millions of dollars from this deal from entities tied to the Chinese government. In emails obtained by committee Republicans, Hunter wanted keys made for Joe Biden and Jim Biden his office mate. He provided Joe Biden's personal cell number and called him his partner. The other partners in that deal were two people closely tied to the Chinese Communist Party. And that's the, behind uh, Andy and Jim, that's the email where Hunter sent to the landlord uh, requesting keys and the, the Chinese partners were on the email. And, where he said, you know, Joe, Joe would need a key, and he even put Joe's cell phone number on there. Domestically, Jim Biden, Joe Biden's brother, used the Biden name to enrich himself in return for the promise that when Joe Biden became president in 2020, business partners would get rich by having access to a future Biden administration. By promising access to financing through Middle Eastern, Russian, and Chinese connections he made through Joe Biden, and by bringing his brother, uh, Joe Biden, uh, on the phone calls, Jim Biden was able to convince companies to give him loans of hundreds of thousands of dollars that he never repaid. The Biden administration has answered none of our requests for information regarding the Biden family or the financial transactions they engaged in. Instead, the Biden administration has spent over a quarter of a billion dollars to staff to, quote, deflect Hunter storage. 
Protecting the president's son who has committed crimes with Americans' tax dollars is a waste. The domestic and international scheme that promised access to wealth in a future Biden administration constitute fraud. And the president's participation in enriching his family is, in a word, abuse of the highest order. Rooting out waste, fraud, and abuse will be the primary goal of a Republican House Oversight Committee. As such, this investigation will be a top priority. We are releasing a report today that details what we have uncovered. We are also sending letters to the Biden administration officials and Biden family associates renewing our request for voluntary production of documents relevant to this investigation. This is an investigation of Joe Biden, the President of the United States, and why he lied to the American people about his knowledge and participation in his family's international business schemes. National security interests require the committee conduct investigation, and we will pursue all avenues, avenues that have long been ignored. Committee Republicans have uncovered evidence of federal crimes committed by and to the benefit of members of the President's family. These include conspiracy or defrauding the United States, wire fraud, conspiracy to commit wire fraud, violation of the Foreign Agents Registration Act, violations of the Foreign Corrupt Practices Act, violations of the Trafficking Victims Protection Act, tax evasion, money laundering, and conspiracy to commit money laundering. The Biden family's business dealings implicate a wide range of criminality from human trafficking to potential violations of the Constitution. In the 118th Congress, this committee will evaluate the status of Joe Biden's relationship with his family's foreign partners and whether he is a president who is compromised or swayed by foreign dollars and influence. I want to be clear. This is an investigation of Joe Biden, and that's where the committee will focus in this next Congress. I now turn it over to oversight member and the next chairman of the Judiciary Committee, Jim Jordan. Uh, thank you, Jamie. Uh, so I would just start with this question. What part of Mr. Comer's presentation was Russian disinformation? I mean, never forget what happened on October 19, 2020, 15 days before the most important election we have in our country. Who's going to be the next president of the United States? 15 days before that, Mr. Brennan, Mr. Clapper, and 49 other people signed a letter that said the following. It is for these reasons that we write to say that the arrival on the U.S. political scene of emails purportedly belonging to Vice President, Biden, uh, Bi Vice President Biden's son, Hunter, has all the classic earmarks of a Russian information operation. They further went on to say, we want to emphasize that we do not know if the emails provided to the New York Post are genuine or not, just that our experience makes us deeply suspicious that the Russian government played a significant role in this case. And of course, that letter became the pretext for suppressing this story, again, just days before the most important election we have in our country. So I would ask this, was J.P. Morgan's suspicious activity report to the Treasury Department, was that just a classic earmark of a Russian information operation? How about when Hunter Biden sent the email that Mr. Comer pointed to, sent the email asking for keys to his new office space, one for himself, one for President Biden, one for his uncle Jim Biden, and one for the emissary for the chairman of the Chinese energy company, CFCC. Was that just Russian disinformation operation in place? What part of Mr. Comer's presentation prompted the FBI to go to Facebook and say, hey, 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 you want to be on the lookout for Russian misinformation here this election season? What part of his presentation would prompt that? And I think it's also important to understand, never forget how this story has changed. I mean, think about this. When it started off, it was, no, it's not his laptop. 
It's not his laptop. Then it was, well, it's his laptop, but remember, it's Russian disinformation and no one did anything wrong. Then it was, well, maybe, maybe he did something wrong, but President Biden didn't know about it. And now it's, well, maybe President Biden knew about it and was involved, but it, it didn't influence his decisions. In fact, yesterday, there was a story in Politico which said that. The story in Politico yesterday investigating the investigators' dim strategist to launch counterpunch to House GOP. story in Politico yesterday, here's what I said in there. Quote, no evidence has publicly emerged that Joe Biden's decisions were affected by his son's business dealings. Wow, we, we, so we went from it wasn't his laptop and it was Russian disinformation to, oh, whatever was in there didn't affect the president's business dealings, even though he was involved, even though the laptop was real, even though it wasn't disinformation. We've, that's how far we've come. So I think, that, that, I think there are all kinds of questions that need to be answered, and we're, we're determined to get there. Here's some of them that I have. Did the FBI brief Twitter as well? We know they briefed Facebook. We know that had an impact on the election. There's been surveys done where, where thousands and thousands of voters across this country said it might have impacted their decision in the election in 2020. Did the FBI brief any of the 51 former intelligence officials who signed that letter? Again, that letter that became the pretext for suppressing this story. Who did the briefings? Who briefed Facebook? Here's a name that I think is interesting. Timothy Tebow. So Mr. Tebow, now remember, we just did a report two weeks ago, <clears throat> Judiciary Committee, a report that uh, talked about the political influence and the political shenanigans going on in our Justice Department based on 14 FBI agents who've come talk to our office as, as whistleblowers. One of those agents said, and this is the term he used, he said, at the highest levels of the FBI, specifically the Washington Field Office, he said it's rotted to the core. Not talking about rank-and-file agents. They're doing good, good work. Talking about the top people at the Washington field office. We had another whistleblower who brought up the name Mr. Tebold and said Mr. Tebold is pressuring agents to catalog and categorize cases in a specific way to satisfy this narrative about domestic violence extremism. But what's interesting is a different whistleblower, one who didn't come to our office, a different whistleblower who went to Senator Grassley's office, said that Mr. Tebold by the way, the head of the special agent in charge at the Washington field office, Mr. Tebow, is also the guy who suppressed information about the Hunter Biden story in October of 2020. I'd like to talk to Mr. Tebow. In fact, we have asked to talk to Mr. Tebow, even though he said publicly, I welcome a chance to uh, answer questions. He's refused to come in and talk to us. That's someone we need to talk to. Why has the Biden administration suddenly changed their position on suspicious activity reports? Used to be, Mr. Comer wanted to see him, any member of Congress, any chairman wanted to see him, any ranking member wanted to see him, any member of Congress, any committee, you got a chance to see him. Suddenly, no, 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 we can't see him. I think, I think Mr. Comer and, and our team at the Oversight Committee would kind of like to see the other 148. They've seen two. They'd like to see the other 148. So um, we're committed to getting to the truth, the facts. We think that's what the American people are entitled to. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna try to help uh, Representative Comer and the team here at Oversight with, uh, with our work on judiciary, but with a specific focus on what the FBI was doing. We know these 51 former intel officials, they got security clearance. How often are they talking to the FBI? Are they talking to the FBI? Who's doing the talking? Who's doing the briefing? Were they briefed? There's, there's so many questions that need answered so we can get to the bottom of this. And the final thing I would say is this. Uh, a colleague of mine said this in a committee hearing a few weeks ago, uh, Mr. Gates. He said, when is the FBI going to quit interfering with elections? 
2016, they spied on President Trump's campaign. 2018, it was the Mueller investigation. 2020, they suppressed information about the Hunter Biden story. 2022, they raided the president's home 91 days before the election. Maybe it'd be nice if the FBI and the Justice Department just stayed out of it and let we the people decide who we think should represent us, who we think should lead us. That's supposed to be how America works. So this is the focus on the Judiciary Committee, the political nature of the Justice Department, and the linkage now to what was happening with the Hunter Biden story, again, just 15 days before we have a presidential election. We'll be happy to answer questions. Any, anyone on the committee will be happy to answer questions. Yes, sir. Are you also putting the FBI on notice for not bringing and the Department of Justice on notice for not bringing any charges? And, and let me be very clear. Jim said this, but Jim's going to answer that question. The, the Oversight Committee, we are focused on the bank records moving forward. The Judiciary Committee is going to be focused on that. And Jim's going to answer that question. No, we're not putting anybody on notice. We just want to get the truth. I mean, that's why we issued the thousand-page report two weeks ago that talked about. So I've been in Congress a few years now. I, I've never seen anything like it. Fourteen agents come talk to us while we're in the minority about how political that place has become. Talking about the purging going. These are terms they use, not we. The purging going on, purging of, of, of agents, the pressure to categorize ways uh, cases in a political fashion. Um, the putting the threat tag label on moms and dads who show up at school board meetings. We know of over two dozen parents who were investigated. No one charged. But think of the chilling impact that has. You show up at some parent's home. You, you, you talk to him because she's in the group Moms for Liberty, as an example. You talk to him. Think of the chilling impact that has on other parents. So that's what we're, we're, we're interested in getting to the bottom of. And, and you, the only way you can hold people accountable and hopefully stop the behavior is to present it to the country. That's what we got to do. So we're committed to doing it in an aggressive fashion, but in a way that's consistent with the Constitution. Uh, thank you. Um, we, we know that the Department of Justice and FBI has been investigating Hunter Biden since 2018. How do, we, how do you know that these uh, claims that you are laying out in your remarks today and some of the examples that you have up here aren't claims that have already been fully investigated uh, by those federal prosecutors? Maybe they have. Good enough. And can I follow up with the um, map that you were referring to? When was that uh, PowerPoint from? That PowerPoint was from what year? Do we know exactly? I think it's in your packet, but 2017. 2017. So my follow-up there is, you know, if this is from 2017, how, what is the connection to, you know, the current energy crisis now? If that, that was years ago. Are you real? I mean... Joe Biden says he's going to stand up to China. Joe Biden says he's going to rewrite our whole energy policy, America first. And he was a 10% equity owner in a company whose sole mission was to, to purchase a, a liquefied natural gas from the United States and try to take over the, energy, the natural gas industry in America through uh, natural gas wholesalers and natural gas drillers. I mean, I don't think Joe Biden's been honest to the American people about that. And I think that's a question you all need to ask at the next White House press conference. You know, we didn't know about your involvement in a Chinese energy company. Does that in any way, shape, or form impact your energy policy? And that's something that, that I think every American deserves answer to, especially at a time when we're faced with record high energy prices because of Biden's energy policy. Yes. Um, Lou, your committee call Hunter Biden or anybody in the Biden family to testify in investigations next year? Or yeah, we would love to talk to people uh, in the Biden family, specifically Hunter and Jim Biden. 
I think the most important thing for us right now is to get those bank records. I mean, we have two suspicious activity reports in hand now, not because of the Biden family and certainly not because of Janet Yellen at Treasury. These suspicious activity reports are very detailed. And these aren't from little banks like uh, in my part of Kentucky. Uh, these are you know, Wells Fargo, J.P. Morgan. So these, these suspicious activity reports, and I don't think from day one a lot of people in the media understand what a suspicious activity report is. Just, just so you know, suspicious activity reports were created after September the 11th as a way for the government to be able to track foreign transactions into American terror cells. Over time, it's expanded to include things like money laundering and other types of criminal activity. Because when, in September 11th, remember, the banks knew that these terrorists were getting wire transfers from Saudi Arabia, but the FBI and, and the federal authorities didn't. So that's, that was how these were created. Under President Bush, under President Obama, and under President Trump, any committee in Congress could have access to those suspicious activity reports. But when Joe Biden became president, he changed the rules. Now, does anyone here doubt my suspicion that he changed the rules because his son and possibly himself had 150 suspicious activity reports? Does any, am I the, are we the only ones that find that odd that Joe Biden would change the rules when he became president? In fact, Maxine Waters had legislation to change the rules back. She didn't know why he changed the rules. And she had a bill, and part of the language in the bill was to, to over, override that rule and give Congress the access to those suspicious activity reports. I actually voted for Maxine Waters' bill because that was in there, and I don't vote for a lot of Maxine Waters' bills. So. Yes. Thanks, Congressman, for doing this. A question for both of you. I'm wondering if you might be able to confirm that your committees will be uh, investigating Speaker Pelosi and the Department of Justice for their treatment of defendants jailed in connection with January 6th, a promise that Speaker that potentially Speaker McCarthy made to the House Freedom Caucus earlier this week. Uh, he's the Department of Justice guy. We're focused on, you, you saw our report, um, well, maybe you didn't. I, I hope if you didn't, you, you take, uh, take time to read it. Uh, we're focused on how political our Justice Department has become. It's not a question of if they are political, if they are. They're making decisions in, 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 on a political basis. We're going to look at all that. What about um, Pelosi and the, the treatment of we're looking at, January 6th We're looking at the um, umbrella of political operations at the Justice Department, all the way back to the, the very first whistleblower came to us over a year ago, um, uh, about a year ago, I should say, regarding the, uh, the, the school board's issue. So we're concerned about anything that is being done in, in a political fashion at the Justice Department. Because remember, the, the, you got to step back. It's supposed to be in this great country, the greatest country ever, it's supposed to be equal treatment under the law. And when you have a Justice Department that's not following that fundamental principle, principle I think that sets our country apart from all others, um, that is a major problem. So you think the January 6th insurrectionists have been wrongly imprisoned? I didn't say anything. All I said is, all I said is we're going to look at the, the politics of the Justice Department <laughs> based on the fact that we have had 14 different actually more than 14 now, whistleblowers come talk to us. That's what we're going to focus on. And my last question is just, what are the grounds to investigate? If we can keep it about Hunter Biden, this is kind of a big deal, we think. Okay. If we can keep it about Hunter Biden, well, that would be great. Some, I, just some wanted, yeah, 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 I just wanted to piggyback, because she said, for January 6th, just what's your plan to do with the January 6th investigation? It seems like you guys I think that's a question. I think that's a question for Kevin McCarthy. That We're focused on uh, a lot of investigations now. I've been very transparent with the media on it. Uh, that wasn't one of them, but uh, uh, yes. Okay, so 
can you kind of preview how you how this is going to play out? So it sounds like your focus initially is going to be on these suspicious activity reports, which you, you, you endeavor to, to receive somehow. Is that going to be through potentially subpoenaing a bank? Uh, and then once you receive those, is that some, are you expecting a smoking gun from that, or is that going to lead to more avenues? And then finally, what is what, what deliverable are you expecting? Another report, or is this going to, do you see this terminating as some sort of referral? How do you see this playing out? Mm -hmm. Well, obviously, with the two that we already have, they've and opened. How did, you get, how did you get those? Well, we can't reveal our sources, but the two are on the Internet, so they're, you can dig and find them. They're, they're out there, but we verified they're 100% factual. I, and I'm not questioning that, right. but if you got that from an individual, why would that individual have two? That's a great question. I'm glad you asked that question. Because, again, I don't think a lot of people in, in, in the media and in Congress, for that matter, understand a suspicious activity report. Byron Donalds does. He's a financial expert. Uh, I've had the honor of being on a bank board. When you get a suspicious activity report, it flags every account that's had a transaction within a certain time period. Am I right, Byron? So you... The suspicious activity report that we have uh, shows where Hunter Biden uh, purchased whatever with the with an escort service. The escort service then uh, paid the the prostitute. And then the bank implies that the escort service is under suspicion for human trafficking. We see where the escort service is from, uh, the the prostitute. She's not from the United States. Again, I don't want this to be about the the human tra the the prostitute. Here here's the thing, Hunter Biden isn't this innocent guy that's just got a bad rap because he had a drug problem and the Republicans don't need to waste any time on Hunter Biden. We don't, we're not trying to prove Hunter Biden is a bad actor. He is. If anybody wants to disagree with that, then there's nothing we have to talk about. Our investigation is about Joe Biden. And we already have evidence that would point that Joe Biden was involved with Hunter Biden. On his so we want the bank records. And uh, that's, our, that's our focus. We're trying to stay focused on was Joe Biden directly involved with Hunter Biden's business deals and is he compromised? That's our investigation. And so if, if you found that, if you found that through the reports, what, what would be your deliverable? A, another report or would you uh, refer those charges or do you foresee this uh, resulting in some sort of impeachment? We, we will... We, we will uh, we will issue a report. Uh, we will uh, hand over the any potential criminal activity to the appropriate authorities, and the well, no, no, uh, that's what we do. We investigate. No, no. We're a legislative body, so there's liberals. We may need to change the disclosure laws. We may need to look at this. This investigation started because of the, the the concern with big tech, FBI talking to big tech, big tech suppressing, throttling back information that we the people should have had access to when we're getting ready to make the most important decision we make as a as a country on who's going to lead us. That's where this starts. So do, do we need to change Section 230? Do it's all about the legislative purposes. Courts, Supreme Court's been clear. That's where we got to focus. And I would just argue fundamentally it's about the First Amendment, that the idea that they were suppressing critical information that the country should have had access to. And they did it literally 15 days before. And do you tell me what in the report that, that Mr. Comer and the team has put together is Russian disinformation. That was all BS, and everyone knows it was BS, and frankly, should have known it at the time, and I think did know it at the time, but did it anyway. So that's the legislative purpose that we got to get to, So, but we don't know where that's going to go. That's what we're trying to do. Mr. Palmer. Uh, yeah, some Republicans have, have questioned 
the timing of this. Why make this your very first visible order of business, investigating President Biden and his family? If you look at the commitment to America, there were four tenets of that. The fourth was uh, to hold this administration accountable. That's the job of the Oversight Committee. I know some of the media said, well, this is what the Republicans, uh, their whole sole focus is. This is the focus of the Oversight Committee. Now, I know Kevin said the first legislation we're going to vote on is to repeal the 87,000 IRS agents, to reduce the size of government, because that's tackling inflation. We have inflation because the Democrats have spent too much money. So uh, we have a, a, a legislative agenda, and we're focused on a lot of things in Congress. But from the Oversight Committee, we're in charge of investigations. We feel that this is of the utmost importance. And to follow up, do you expect cooperation from the Biden administration and, and when it comes to the Justice Department, which is also investigating Hunter Biden, if the DOG, DOJ doesn't cooperate, what means do you have at your disposal right now to get the information that they've uncovered on him? So just on cooperation, well, first, they haven't, they haven't responded to any of the correspondence, any of the letters, any of the inquiries that came from, from Ranking Member Comer. Uh, second, they changed the suspicious activity report process and protocol. And third, they've now set up a committee, according to reporters, I don't know, maybe they're in this room, uh, the report in Politico, that said, oh, they've set up a committee to attack us and to come after us. So, I don't know, you guess. They're probably not going to work with this too well. But, but what they certainly means have do you have They've done things that really disposal. are unprecedented, changing the SARS and setting up the, I mean, that's pretty impressive. Should Can President Biden be forced to come and testify Look, Capitol Hill. I, would, I would say one other thing. What, one of the most important things we can, I guess I've said it a couple times, one of the most important things we can do is, is do the work that needs to be done so that we can hopefully have a Justice Department that doesn't operate in a political fashion. That's, that's my focus. That's, I think it's everyone's focus. So I think that's pretty darn important to the American people. Mr. George, impeachment a, quick, on the table. a quick follow-up question on that particular point. Um, there's Maine Justice, and then there's Mr. Weiss in Delaware, who, as you know, was appointed by President Trump and initiated this investigation under the previous administration. Just generally, because some of these uh, suggestions that have been made uh, in terms of the investigation moving towards President Biden have not apparently, uh, we haven't uncovered any evidence that that is currently being uh, discussed in front of the grand jury in Delaware or in that particular office. Do you have confidence Forget the larger question of the Biden Justice Department. Do you have confidence that Mr. Weiss is doing a thorough job in his investigation? All I'm going to say is there shouldn't be politics anywhere. It should be driven by the facts, the law, the Constitution. We've had over 14 whistleblowers come talk to us. Every single one has said at the highest levels of the Justice Department here in D.C., the Washington Field Office and, and, and the Justice Department here in D.C., that is where the politics are involved. That is where the political decisions are being made. We have a concern with that. That's what we're focused on. Do you on. have any, just to quickly follow on my follow-up, do you have any reason to believe that Maine Justice is attempting to influence the investigation? All I know is what the whistleblowers have told our office. That's what we're focused on. And, and I'll wrap it up with this. We'll all be available throughout the day for, for questions. I realize that congressional oversight doesn't have a lot of credibility in Washington. I blame Adam Schiff for that. We're going to change that. We're not going to talk about anything unless we have evidence. And that's what, how I started this, this out. You're going to be presented with something you haven't been used to over the past four years, evidence. And we believe that this is of the utmost importance. I've been watching the panels on CNN, everywhere else, where they say, oh, why are Republicans investigating Hunter Biden? Why, why, why are we wasting time doing this? This is an investigation of Joe Biden. 
I think we've laid out the evidence as to why we feel it's important, and we're going to move forward with that. We're going to do a lot of investigations. We're going to do a lot of probing. We're focused on waste, fraud, and abuse. There's no shortage of that in this federal government, let me assure you that. And that's going to be a priority for this committee. Every member of this committee is going to have priorities in areas where they're focused on uh, in the next Congress, and uh, we're going to try to restore credibility to congressional investigations, and we're going to try to get the backs of the taxpayers, because the taxpayers are the one that's, that's taking it on the chin. Catherine, I'll end yes. with you. Um, what do you make of the fact that the U.S. Attorney in Delaware has been investigating Hunter Biden and his financial activities for four years, and yet no charges have been brought? I'll say that, and then Jim can end with that. Look, the more you look into Hunter Biden, the more bad things pop up. I don't know if that's the situation. I don't know if he's getting resistance at the Department of, of Justice. Uh, from what I've heard, they're looking into the tax evasion. There's no question he's evaded taxes. That's why he got the Hollywood lawyer to loan him $2 million to try to get caught up with the IRS on his tax bill. But at the, at the end of the day, uh, we're focused on some things that, that I think every American needs answers to. And one thing that I've learned from talking to a lot of you off off the scene here, is that I don't think a lot of people realize the evidence that's already out there uh, pertaining to Hunter Biden. And I don't think anybody realized that Joe Biden is, in fact, involved in a lot of these. He was, in fact, involved in a lot of these. So the goal from this press conference is, is to show you, uh, number one, this is an investigation of Joe Biden. We're focused on the bank records. We're very specifically focused on the bank records and the bank violations. Bank violation. And remember, Congress used to have access to the bank violations until Joe Biden changed the rules, which that in itself should be a front-page story above the fold. I'm not telling you what to do, but that's pretty odd that he would change the rules to do that. Uh, and we laid out why we think it's important. So Jim can follow William up. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank The hunt for Hunter is the next phase that we will see. Whether it will result in an impeachment complaint against the current President Biden is unclear. There is not enough votes in the Senate for an impeachment. There is definitely not enough support from Senate Republicans who are of the rhino variety. We know of at least four who probably would not be siding with any impeachment process against President Biden, primarily because, well, the alternative is just uh, President Harris. Oh, boy. So let's see what will happen. Let's see what the indictments are. And let's see exactly what government ignored for so long. But most importantly, let's see how mainstream media, which is very, very much in the Democrat pockets, and literally in their pockets, will react and deal with this situation. I'm Mike of New York.
and I'll be back with more. God bless you. God bless these United States. And let's hope and pray that what needs to be fixed can still be fixed to make America indeed great again. Not just for us as Americans, but for the whole world who needs an America in the lead. Not just being an America in need. Thank you.